Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies. Welcome to another week of the Medicine Ball Podcast. And in a world where so much is going on, you chose to spend some time with me and I never take it lightly. Thank you. But before I make my drop, can I hear my drop? Yes, yes. Welcome to Medicine Ball with your boy LS3. And if you ain't in shape, at least your brain should be. That's right, welcome to the Medicine Ball Podcast, where the goal is to give your brain a six-pack by every day exercising your mind. And I'm going to tell you exactly what that means. That means actively thinking and dealing with all situations by first seeking to do anything other than what you are normally programmed and or comfortable in doing. Now, if you're not someone who purposely looks for alternatives as opposed to reacting in ways that require little to no effort, because we already know that's easier, this will first require that you start practicing the idea of looking at things with the unbiased point of view, which in itself will increase your curiosity in life. Now, I already know most are not used to this way of thinking, and just like anything you want to get better at, it requires effort, practice, and hard work. Now, exercising your mind will not give you all the answers. You will, however, begin to live life with more empathy, understanding, and peace, while equipping yourself with more options and effective tools to help you deal with this thing called life. Now, I'm no doctor, no psychologist, or psychiatrist. I have, however, been diagnosed with bipolar disorder for 16 years, and I got to a point in my life where I was looking at the person I was becoming versus the person who I wanted to be. So whether or not you're diagnosed or one of the people who I'm sure can use some tips, tricks, and hacks to this thing called life, maybe you're someone who's just curious and looking to listen and explore different things. Grab a seat, kick up your feet. Welcome to the Medicine Ball Podcast. You already know, all right? This week's episode, season two, episode 11, The War of Words. Now, I'm going to be human I'm because uh, I may or may not put the, I'm going to check my SEO. War of Words. By the way, this episode is sponsored. This episode is brought to you by you. Anybody who's following my social medias or in one of my groups on Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, I, I, I held a poll. I held a poll and the topic for both both topics came for a conversation. And without getting into it too much, the badge idea was if you have a son or niece or nephew or whatever, it's a it's a video game, NBA 2K, which is a basketball game. And you can add these badges. So I did also go back and make sure that I explained it right what this is about, because it was a landslide. And I took a combination of stuff from Instagram uh, Facebook, my Facebook page, my Facebook groups, and you know, Medicine Ball LS3. If you want to go follow me, you can follow me on any um, platform under that alias, or you could go to medicineballls3.com and all the links are there. I'll be trying to make it easy so it's just like a click or something like that. Now, let's get into it. I have it structured how I want to explain it, but I want to say real quick and just be clear on what I'm talking about. So imagine it being like it could, it could be a situation. I should give you an example. It could be a coach, your parents, whatever. One person has to threaten and say, hey, don't do that anymore. And, yo, I'm getting tired of you doing this, et cetera, et cetera. But the other person might just need to say, hey, this is the last time I'm doing this. Now, that's the same thing. But the person who was putting the energy into it and may get physical or discipline is not even as effective as that person who said the same thing by swapping a few words. You know, why does that happen? You know, work wherever, just wherever you want to relate it. So first three real quick important thing and they're not really real quick but i just feel like i have to say this first before i get into this explanation of how that can happen how you can make your words more potent how you can have a war of words all right the first thing that's important and is loaded 
So if you're somebody who's tuning in for the first time, you might need to pause right here, go do some research or go check at least the last couple of podcasts uh, that I did, at least for this season. All right. First one is self-awareness. I can't tell you, like, I don't know how many, however many episodes I have, maybe all but five. I keep saying before I go into these strategies and topics, it's important that you know where you are with yourself. So now I'm going to put an actual definition with that everybody can go look up. Self-awareness is know your strengths. What are your weaknesses? What are your triggers? As well as the person you want to be. What are your principles, morals, and values? Me personally, me personally. I try to value and match what I go by as according to God. So I explained that in a few different episodes before, but what do you want your value? That's number one. Number two is you got to know your audience. Now, for the sake of time, I'll use me as an example. Me, a producer. I do. I'm a music producer, and I mean that in a sense of like proper paperwork, proper registering, understanding the business. So whenever, and and it happens often, an artist or uh, another producer or manager, something with music comes and they have a war of words with me. So want to say certain things and move in a certain way to maybe it might scare me or maybe I'll be easier to deal with. I stop and I ask them one thing. Do you have a ASCAP or a BMI? Oh, you do? If they say they do, I ask them for the number. And if they don't, then they no longer win that war of the words. They didn't do the proper research and put in the work, you, you know, to know that, Yo, you're going to have to know certain stuff before you go try to demand a certain kind of response from that person, all right? It's going to be a lot rougher to get them to do what you want them to say. That's all I'm saying, all right? Now, second part, real quick, a point to listen. Now, let me give you a little side note, side note off of that. And I've said this before, but I'm trying to get to these points so I can get into it as quick as possible. People will say all the time to you, and I'm a person, and, and how I figured out is by experience and going through it and being curious, but like... I have literally like put my phone on a timer and I know it's some jerk stuff, man. But it's just like so that because I know undoubtedly the person is going to no matter what I say. And when I say it, you're not listening to me. You won't give me a chance to talk. You got to be aware enough to gauge the situation, because what I understand is a lot of times it's not that you didn't you're not giving them a chance to speak or you're not understanding. It's that there's a certain something that they're looking for. You see what I mean? Like, you can say to some people, like, hey, I understand you, but if you didn't say, ah, or, you know, something like that, or your body language didn't show it or whatnot, they're going to be like, you're not listening to me. You don't get it. Whenever you're trying to deal with someone and speak with them and have a war of words, you have to make it a point that prior conversation. Now, these three things are things that I was already doing before I look more into it. I want that to be clear, but you have to make it a point to feel wrong immediately to yourself for thinking while that person is talking that your point of view are correct or that you already have the answer to someone else's situation. I feel wrong a lot or I feel wrong a lot. Now, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example of this. So like me personally, anybody who's been like personally with me, around me, around me, or even if you just observe and it might look at my watch, all the clocks that I look at, clocks is in time that I look at, or all of them are like 15 minutes fast at the, at the slowest. Right. So what I do is I program in my head and see that so much that eventually I just start feeling that the time that's set fast is the correct time. Like I pay no attention. Now, of course, you have to pay attention in a way, but I pay no attention to it when it comes to business or something like that. Right. And I commit it to memory until my mind is just accepts it. Now, the last part, the third thing, very straightforward and to the point, 
yo, listen, it's either in you or it's on you. You got to have some type of leadership quality, period. Uh, what you define as a leader is up to you, but it's got to be there. And if you want to take it to the next level, I've always had this, but I didn't know the definition for it or that it was one of the characteristics is altruism. And long story short, it's an unselfish regard or a devotion to the welfare of others almost to the point to where it's just like you don't even care about yourself as long as this other person is okay or they're good or they're able to do what they need to do, whether you know them or not. Altruism. Again, I didn't know what it was until recently and I did more research on it, but I have said in previous podcasts that people be like, yo, well, you're, it's your fault. You know what I mean? You want to be there for everybody and that's why you bring in all those problems on myself. I've said that. All right. Now, it's a couple of traits that you have to have. And again, we are still talking about it. If y'all are lost, like, man, what, like, how do you get, how you get to the point where people listen to you and react to you? A couple of traits you got to have and then the next segment, we're going to get into it. And these, it's crazy because like, I've researched this, and this is stuff that I've consistently talked about. Number one trait, empathy. Empathy. Second trait, awareness. Third trait, healing. It's really more than that, but I'm trying to dumb it down for y'all, you know, because I know y'all want to get to a better point. But, like, those three, it's ten of them. But I'm giving y'all three because I don't want y'all to be like, oh, it's too much. Because, I mean, what you want to do? You want to have to yell ahead of time or be able to relax later. Yo, that was the end of the first seg of the War of Words. Yes, y'all already know I ain't gonna hold y'all. Check this beat. We're gonna get right back into it, alright? Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, welcome back, Medicine Ball with your boy LS3. Let's continue to focus on war of words. Yo, Jay-Z, don't sue me, man. You like, I made that. Yeah. Hey, hey, Jay, I don't want no smoke, man. Well, then again, I might want some smoke because I'm about to I use all the publicity. But anyway. Alright, war of words. How to be able to speak more potently and be effective with it, man. Alright, so fairness. Uh more on that because that's important too. To get people to, you know, follow you without you putting in too much. It's an ongoing process of like reflection and re-examination by your own strengths and weaknesses. Now, when I'm explaining this, I'm getting into a mix of stuff that I research. It just happens to go along with stuff I've already been saying and said in the first set. All right. The next thing you have to start doing is having some kind of like relational transparency. So you have to be able to share your own thoughts and your beliefs and Balance it out with like as few inappropriate emotions as possible. So emotions cloud logic. Like we already talked about that. So you you got to be able to minimize what others expectly the people see. The, the thing that people don't understand is like when you're able to just talk in a certain way and get a result, there's been work that you have got to put in behind the scenes that the other person doesn't know. The people that you're trying to be potent or have control for, they don't know that you went through all this work. You see what I mean? The people who might just sit for the side and be like, how'd you do? They don't know about that. But you got to be able to balance it out. So if somebody does something that's out of line, like at my job, like 
I'm in a chat. You know, people are already tough behind the keyboard. Long story short, if somebody says something smart, I can't just say some crazy stuff to them right there, especially not with the medicine ball, the things that I preach, and most importantly, the path I'm following, which is God, all right? All right, number three, the third thing, and these are just quick little tips, man, and I'm just breaking them down into numbers, balance processing. So that means that you got to be open to opposing views and, um, you know, you got to be open to other people's viewpoints, right? And you got to be fair-minded about it. So I know me personally when I deal with someone and, you know, I, I know I say this a lot, like, I'm not looking for an apology. You know what I mean? I'm not looking for an apology. As a matter of fact, you could tell me, yo, I don't agree with you and I'm not apologizing as long as you got some type of logic behind it. So... When you're trying to have the war of the words and be able to have potent stuff that you say, all of this stuff is playing in because if somebody knows that you're going to allow them to disagree with you and you'll back down as long as it makes sense and they start getting to a point where they don't want to listen to you or they want to, they're going to be reluctant because they're going to be like, man, if I say something against this, I'm going to have to at least come with something that logically makes sense, which goes more into what we're going to say at the end of this. They're going to start thinking about it, right? Like, like I said, I, you can disagree with me as long as you want. Just make it make sense. You can, like, offend me within certain boundaries. Just make it make sense, all right? You also have to have, and this is the next one for, I guess you would say, an internalized moral perspective. You have to have a positive ethical foundation that you adhere to. And again, with me, I talked about this previously. Like, I adhere to one from a higher power. I adhere to God. I don't go look at a man and be like, like, uh, and when I say man, I mean a human and say, I'm a model of myself after them. You know, you can't, you can't do that. You got to have some type of like ethical foundation. And I'm not even gonna say ethical, religious, something you believe in, in order to get the reaction that you want. You have to establish yourself with something that's spiritual and that's higher. Now, what goes along with that moral perspective is like me, per I make a point to look for situations where I tell a particular person something about themselves over and over again. For instance, one of my favorite lines is intentions is not enough. You got to execute. So what happens is if that person that I'm constantly saying that to, if something goes left, I will at that point be like, yo, this is me having good intentions and not executing with the person that I say that to. And I will apologize. I will go out of my way and be like, yo, I say this to you all the time. Um, you know, my bad. They might not even see it. So you're holding a different accountability because you're not being accountable to them. It's your higher standpoint, right? All right. And the last thing is patterns of behavior. And what I think I'm going to do is when I drop this, I'm going to release the link to like one of my early podcasts where I said some of this exact same thing. Yo, your actions got to match your words. Right. It got to be understood if you want people to respond to you without you having to wild all the way out and do too much like. The patterns of behavior that you have in front of the people that you're speaking to, and it really goes deeper than that, like this should all be based on your self-awareness and who you want to be. But you have to have a pattern of behavior that is solid. And it really piggybacks on what I was talking about with the moral internal perspective, because you can't be swayed by something else. You can't be swayed by something else easily, you know, and kind of because I'm going to hit on that in a second, the sway thing. But 
you can't be swayed by just any and everything. If you want people to be able to like listen to your words, like, yo, if you're at work and you're a boss, or maybe you're not even a boss, you're just somebody somebody turns to, like, hey man, you you gotta make sure that you can't be late every day. You feel me? Your numbers can't be aight some days and aight the next days. You got to consistently do these patterns of behavior. And all of this stuff that I'm talking about stacks on top of some of the principles that we talk about at Medicine Ball anyway with these following patterns, finding discipline, finding something. All of this stuff works in together. All right. Your behavior got to match up, man. And um, it's real easy to get a reputation and easier to lose it. All right. Now much to it and i didn't want to bog y'all down with too much information because i want y'all to know what it takes and i feel like it seems longer to me because i just know that most people are not willing to do the things that required to get that type of reaction but long story short it's not no shortcut with this what this really is when you're able to speak and carry yourself in a certain way and get things done what it really is when hey that same part because it, it it comes with another part because I give you a, for instance, like I was talking about earlier, I think I was talking to somebody, but the cursing thing, I curse. I do. I curse bad. I curse pretty bad. But in the right situations, in the right situations. And even that, because I know in those situations how I'm positioning myself. And again, I'm okay with doing some of the things because it could be just straight up and down deceptive, some of these techniques. But I know that my base comes from God. So I speak with him about it. I deal with him when it comes to that. And that way, when I do something and when my actions I know come from my spiritual base, I, I sleep like a baby at night. But here's the thing with the cursing thing, right? When you build these things, there are different little downfalls to them. But just like the average people or person just won't know. And when I say average, I say this to people who know me and people who listen to me all the time. When I say average, I mean a majority of people, because as I said in the beginning, it's easier to react and deal with things mentally and just the things in front of you by doing what comes easiest that requires no thought, no effort. Here's the thing. I realize that when I set myself in certain situations or something with the cursing thing, I know that when I say hell, right, or if I say I don't give a damn, right, everybody's going to be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're so mean. And you're so rude. And like, there's a story I really want to tell y'all about such a, put it this way. I'm going to put it in this way. Literally somebody might've, and I'm just subbing some things might've been like, uh, Hey, what do you do for a, a baby whose diapers you don't want to fasten on unfasten? And I might've been like pull-ups, LOL. And then, Oh my God, you're out of line. It wasn't exactly that, but it was something very similar. And I had to go back and look at it like, yo, hold up. That person could take that to the cops. They could take it to the superior. They could take it to the priest. You know what I mean? But there's downsides on this thing too. Let's go ahead and address that. Two main things. The first one is this requires a lot of what most people would see as work. But I just call it mental laziness, especially if you're someone who's not used to exercising your brain and thinking. The second thing is this, and it goes into my final spill. This is more about a war of words and being able to command reactions from yourself as much as it is for other people. And that's the trick right there. People see that you really have a command or 
a control of yourself, but not just a command or you control yourself, but in a virtuous, uplifting, and in my case, a godly way, I'm sure it is with many of you guys, how could they not respect you and react to you? If you carry yourself as a humble, calm person who will get upset, but it's going to be for a good reason. And hear what I'm saying here. Not that most people don't respect themselves, which is another conversation because technically, eh, but they definitely going to respect somebody who respects themselves in that way. And what I mean by that is self-monitoring. And you guys could go look this up because this is something that I learned, but it's like actually a definition and a like formula or a way or a structure and it's under Wikipedia, but it's called self-monitoring. And I'm not going to get too much into it, but I'm going to give y'all something to think about. So self-monitoring is basically someone who is mentally aware of the perception of others of them. They're aware of how people see them. They're aware of it. And to take it a step further, they're aware that, hey, because people perceive me this way, if I do this and it like I said, it's a formula. Right. So it measures your personality versus the situation. And the second part of it is it measures the disconnect between your inner attitude. So basically how you really feel versus what you actually do. Now, people call it a lot of things. They call it being fake. They call it two-faced. They call it, but certain situations require it. So, within this self-monitoring idea, there's two different types. There's a high self-monitor, and then there's a low self-monitor. And in these, and this is one of those weird situations, like it happens sometimes in math or science, where the high isn't what you think and the low is not what you think. You would think that high monitor means you're very aware of, yo, what your situation and low monitor is. Well, it actually is, but not in a way. Let me explain. So if you're a high monitor person, that means that you're very, very, very likely to react more times than not based off the situation versus your actual values and morals. I'll use a Bible example. Who wrote the book of one of my favorite books, Matthew, who goes by the name of Peter. He was a disciple. Not only was he a disciple, he was in the quote unquote inner circle of disciples, right? And y'all remember in Matthew where Jesus says, I, I tell you this, before this day is over, you will deny me three times, right? That's the situation of self-monitoring because Peter was like, what, what you mean? Impossible. And in those three situations, now in his situation, his life was at hand, but still, he did that. That was somebody who has a high monitor versus a low monitor would be him immediately, you know, taking what came with him saying, yeah, you're right. I, I rock with Jesus. Well, I mean, what's up? Yeah, that's my man's. So this is one of the most important things when it comes to having a word of the words and being a potent person, because. The final thing, y'all know I'm big on bonus points. I'm going to give y'all this final bonus points. The final thing is, if you're doing all of this stuff in order to set up so that you can be able to, quote unquote, control people to do as you say without you having to do too much action, you're going to have to do a lot of more intelligent action behind the scenes 
on not only the situation that you're trying to control with your words, but yourself. Yourself. Because if you're somebody who's disciplined enough to live in a virtuous way and be like, yo, I don't care what, I'm not going to chump this person out. Or, yo, I know that this is what there is required, but I can handle it a different way. Like, people will respect that. And when you're carrying yourself in that way, I'm telling you, like, me personally, I say it's God for me. And I'm not saying I'm able to control people with their words, but, like, when I speak, people kind of are attentive. You see what I mean? But it's just like, chances are, if you're modeling yourself with these type of things that we talked about in this episode, you're a person who's more of someone to model themselves after. You're more of a role model. You're what these people who have a lack of authority or a rebellious attitude or spirit, you're what somewhere inside they wish they can be or want to be. And I just want y'all to think about that, man. Because that's the only way people will respect someone to those type of degrees because they realize like, yo, in a way, like this person exhibits some personalities and traits that I don't think I'm capable of. And because of that, I, in some kind of way, shape or form, am giving them props. All right. So it's not what you guys think. It's not to be like, yo, get over there and do that. Nah, it's to be able to say like, yo, I'm I'm not going to really keep saying get over there and do that. And have even a stronger reaction. Alright. Hopefully y'all was listening. I know it's, it sounds like a lot of work. But if you haven't been in the medicine ball gym. Exercising your brain to give it a six pack. Then your brain probably flabby and out of shape. We talked about this in a previous episode. If you're in the peanut club. Then chances are you, you're going to have to do. You're going to have to do the work now or later. You feel me? Because even if you just want to yell and demand it. Like you might have to fight somebody. You might have to be about that action. You might have to do and say some things that really aren't your values in order to get that kind of response, man. So, yo, it's about working your brain out. That is a wrap. Thank y'all for rocking with me. Really quick, y'all already know, two more weeks, and I have a mindfulness expert coming on here. That's right. Shout out to Dr. Stephanie. Giving her a little plug right now. Y'all continue to send me those questions. Yo, I love y'all. If y'all like my content, please like, subscribe, share. I know it's hard, but if you've made it this far, please, if you're not already, you can go to the, the, the anchor link will link you to these other platforms. I'm, you're on one of the platforms I'm on, please. I know it's hard, man. Like, like real quick, let me tell, touch on this. And this is the kind of stuff that I'm trying that I'm trying to like, you got to carry yourself in order to get these war words or people to look at you like they noble. Like, I'll go to YouTube now and like, I'll watch a whole video and not like it, and then be thinking about my podcast, and like how many views I see, and I'll go back in my history and find that joint and like it, especially if I watch the whole thing, if y'all made it to this point, yo, like, subscribe, share, holla at me through one of my Facebook groups, you can check all the easy links, man, you can do it on your phone, medicineballls3.com, or you can just go to medicineballls3 on Instagram and click the link, boom, 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 trying to make it easy for y'all i appreciate y'all time and y'all effort yo you got this just keep it in mind the next time you see that person who you think quote unquote for no reason people respect and like how can i be like them do you because trust me somewhere along the line they follow this same type of formula all right yo i love y'all uh peace be with y'all so much stuff going on man let's try to stay positive and even if there's an issue let's be solution oriented that's all i'm saying like it's cool to have a problem and whatnot don't dwell there. And to anybody who needs to hear this, if you're going through something rough, if you're going through something that just seems like it's not going to end, or if you have something that you regret, 
or a mistake you made that you just cannot correct, it's okay to be hard on yourself. It is. It's okay to be upset, to have regret, all of that. But it's just you want to be mindful of the amount of time you spend in that place. All right? Keep your head up. Reach out to me. Medicine Ball. Yeah, yeah. I love y'all. Keep y'all. Until we meet again, exercise your brain. I'm out. Peace.